Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one on one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one on one at Legacy Lake Sports Network. everybody, Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network, and you are here for episode nine of One on One here on the network, and I'm so glad to have with me today the man, the myth, and the legend. Did you miss him? Ask the question, did you miss him? You can't miss him. He's right here, Mr. Raphael Haynes of the Three Point Conversion, owner and founder. Raphael, how you doing, brother? Did you miss me? Hey, did you miss him? That's all we're trying to find out. <laughs> I'm good, bro. I'm doing good, man. Staying safe and healthy, you know, trying to stay busy. But I have my children, so um, around the house all day. <laughs> hey, you, hey, you already know how that – I know how that goes. This last couple of months have been interesting. And just being able to see – it's been nice for the family time part of it. But it's just like, all right, y'all done drove me nuts just a little bit. <laughs> now, Raphael, like I said, we truly appreciate you coming on the show. And uh, I know a lot's been going on. You've been a very busy man lately. But, of course, you know, with everything going on with COVID, you know, with, with George uh, Floyd and just a lot of unrest in the country and just so much going on, uh, you know, just give us your thoughts on how things have been going how you've handled COVID and how you've maneuvered during COVID and how you've been able to keep thriving under everything that's been going on. Honestly, when COVID first happened, you know, it sucked, you know, um, luckily I didn't know anybody personally that had it or nobody close to me suffered, you know, through it or had to deal with it. But yet still, honestly, like I said, that, that part sucked. But if it was a little bright star in the midst of it, uh, with me, it and I'm sure you can attest to this, it, it gave me a chance to rest, you know, because you know how busy we are. Uh, <laughs> man, you know, covering games, editing, writing, radio shows, fixing other shows, promoting, trying to get guests, you know, all of that good stuff, you know, then being a husband, then also, you know, just doing other things around the house and other things outside. So it, it was like, it gave me, it gave me a chance to rest, you know, but still just seeing everybody deal with it, man, it's like, it's been horrible, but I'll probably watch a thousand movies and shows. And I'm, not, <laughs> I'm not the type of guy to watch TV or, you know, if it's not sports, I'm usually not watching TV. I'm usually working or, you know, spending time with family. But for the most part, man, I've been watching. I've never binged like I have before. Like, I never, <laughs> you hear people say, you know, I'm binging. I didn't really, right. I knew what it meant, but I didn't really understand, like, the word binge. I'm thinking that's maybe two shows a day. <laughs> but, man, 
we watched the whole season in almost one day. So <laughs> and then like, and then you start searching for the next one. It's like, man, what am I gonna watch next? I gotta have something else. Exactly. And that, but that's that's what COVID kind of did to us. I mean, between Tiger King and you know, uh, we've had you know the last dance. It was so much going on, and it's like we right. were just hungry. It was like we needed, we needed, we needed because we didn't have that much. So right, I truly mean, right. understand that, man. I mean, it's been it's been wow. Yeah, man. Um, like the last dance that that helped us out. Think about it, man. It got us through those um, those days uh, where or those weeks. What was it? <laughs> seven weeks? No, it was it was, it was, uh, was about five five five, five, five weeks. Five. Yeah, yeah. Five weeks, you know, and um, we got to count the first, the week before the anticipation. So we were happy about that, you know, getting excited about it. Then we go through the whole five weeks and carry us through, man. But like I said, I've watched every show, watched stuff that I didn't know about. And it's, it's been good, though. I've gotten the chance to spend time with family. That's the beauty of it, man. That was the best part, you know, spending time with my son, um, of course, my girls. But uh, it's, it's been time that I usually don't have. I have now, so that that's the good part of it. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it, it, I agree with you 100%. It's been exact same on my end. Uh, you know, I mean, it's been, um, like I said, it's been a wild, it's been a wild couple of months. And, you know, uh, with everything that's happened with George Floyd and everything like that, did you have any thoughts or anything on there? Just, you know, the dynamic for us, you know, as, you know, as, as, you know, as black men, has that has that changed anything for you, or it, like just the whole situation? What has been your thoughts during this whole time? Because I, I know for me, and you know, we've had chances to talk outside. It's it's been a rough time for it's been a rough time uh, to be you know us, uh, right now. Yeah, you you know the funny thing is, and it's kind of messed up, but you you we go through this, we hear about this. It's been right. like just years, you know, since I was little, hearing things like this. Um, police brutality, you know, coming up in Chicago, we heard all the times. I mean, it was times where they would take the, they, if they knew you were in the game. What they would do is they would take you and instead of beating you up, they might rough you up a little bit. They'd drop you off on the other side oh. and let them deal with you. That's how bad it was. And uh, so dealing with it, you hear it all the time and even with Trayvon Martin, my, my heart goes out to all of them. And, you know, all of them. I can't name all of them. We don't have the time. But, uh, right. you know, it's too many. But I remember you hearing this like, man, that's messed up. But for some reason, this one just hit home. I, I don't know why. It really, it really hit home. You know, you see it's done for the rest of the country. Right. But definitely um, it hit home. And it's, it's just sad. It's horrible. I educate my children on it. Um, it was sad. My daughter, she saw it. She's nine. And when she saw it, she's like, Dad, that spooked me out. But I had to talk to her about it. It's what right. goes on. Um, I just had my son, uh, was talking to my son maybe like three months ago about this. You know, um, he did something he wasn't supposed to do. And I'm just like, look, you know, you might think punishment is bad over here, but it's nothing when you get out on the streets and that, and that police get to you and he don't care about you. Like, right. this is nothing with, you know, because you can't use your phone or whatever. That's nothing. But when and I said, I said, when the police got you and he booking you up and beating you down and, man, for no reason, and you might, you know, it might even kill you. That's how it is. And then all of a sudden this comes up and I'm able to, like, look at this. And I showed him and we looking at it. I'm talking to him. 
this is what I'm telling you. You, you know, you got to stand up straight. As a black man, you, you can't, you just can't be excellent. You know, you have to be <laughs> 10 you times. You have to take it to another level. <laughs> right. right. Just to compete with them. You know what I'm saying? Just to be on that level where, okay, you're getting a fair look. And it's being real. So dealing with all of that, and it changed my approach on how I'm handling my company and everything. Like, I've right. been more outspoken than ever. I call myself outspoken. You know you know how it is. We, we have to worry about our company and worry about right. our brand and not tarnish the brand. But I've been very vocal. I've had a couple of shows, had some guests, and we've been talking about it. And I felt like if I have this platform, it's my duty and my job to go ahead and make people aware, um, help people, um, educate people, um, get educated. You know what I'm saying? And, right. And also, you know, do whatever I can to fight these laws and do whatever you can to, to stop all this craziness. So. It's, it's really changed my approach. Um, just, but like I said, this is the first time I really felt it in my heart, and it's just is a horrible feeling, man. Yeah, I think I think, and I agree with you, you know, hundred percent. It's, it's a tough deal. Um, I think, like for me, uh, I think I had that opportunity to talk to my girls. You know, my girls actually went protesting, and I said oh. to myself, like, wow, you know, what I mean, they're out there, you know, peaceful protest, uh, and. I, I said I was proud of them, you know. Um, they went out there with uh, some of their family members and their mom, um, and I, I got a chance to see it. And I'm just like, this is this is amazing to me because they're conscious enough to know that they they have to be smart and they have to take care of themselves out there. I mean, as a father, I think the thing that makes me worry the most is I said, man, like, you know, I can't always be there. So, like you said, you can only teach them to try to do the right things and just try to protect themselves the best way they can. It's it can be a little tough, but you know, it's all you can really do. It's all you can really do. I mean, I think that people are starting to realize this is more important than what it's been in the past. Like, I think the voices have been heard and people can hear us now and saying like, okay, we're hearing you. We're listening. I'm just glad somebody's trying to start listening just a little bit. Uh, even if it's just a little bit, right. please listen. Now, um, right. with that being said, I mean, um, I guess we can swing to a, a little bit more of a positive note here. And, you know, you have, um, you know, you started your company a couple of years ago uh, and you started from, as Drake would say, you started from the bottom and now you are here, sir. <laughs> so you started from there, but what was your motivation? Um, you know, Raphael, what said, you know what, what was that day you sat there and you said, I want to do this. This is what I want to do. What got you into that sports journalism world? What made you make that push? You know what? I was watching uh, a shout out to Jalen Rose, and I was watching. He was on the program. He was um, talking to Skip Bayless. One, you know, the programs they have, uh, one of the shows they have. And I, well, first, I've always felt like the media portray the athletes a certain kind of way, you right. know, which is not good. They, they always always about let's get let's get let's get get it first or let's put the hottest news no matter what it is we just want to be out there i always felt like the media always most i'm not saying all but just as in general they always set a bad example for that right and i remember Jalen rose said it saying he was like um he got into media because of that and i've already i had already been thinking about getting into media writing you know because i was thinking i was writing then just writing 
But when he said that, it made me think about, you know what? I definitely want to control the narrative of my narrative. Right. And be able to go ahead and, hey, let me help. And let me show how media is supposed to do. And I pray that I handle it the right way. You know, we go through a little, we stumble a lot and we go through our ups and downs. Right. You know? <laughs> but that's a part of learning. But that was my motivation. Another reason why I got into the journalism. <laughs> so I'm going I'm to tell the story, man, real quick. Right. I, um, I was writing for this uh, website, this football website, big football website. And it was like for beginners. I had just started writing. Right. And I didn't think I went to school. I wasn't going to school yet because I didn't right. go back to school. I went back to school for journalism. So I don't think I was back yet. Right. But um, either or, so I'm writing for this um, website, Bleacher Report. Right. Comes up, and I had a chance to audition for Bleacher Report. So oh. I was like, All right, we want you to write an article. And it was great. I wrote this article. And sure enough, I wrote about Jay Cutler. I mean, go figure. But I wrote <laughs> about Jay Cutler, never forget it. And it was already out. It was on a website that I put out. And they have editors and everything else, right? So I did the article. It was already done. And it was a hot seller on that website. Man, so I was like, I'm submitting this one because this is the hottest. It was, you know, perfect. Sent it out. Right. I sent it out. And they, it was saying that, you know, we're going to judge your con not just your content, but everything else, you know. So, um, and I was checking my grammatical errors. I'm like, I'm good. And then I realized the title was a word that was spelled wrong in the title, right? Oh. And I tried to like, play it off. But hey, um, I think I sent y'all the wrong. It was like, nope. And I didn't get oh. it. <laughs> nope. Oh, no. So I was mad at I was mad at myself. Right. So at first, I was mad at myself. Like, bro, how you misspelled that word? Like, come on. Mad at myself. But I couldn't believe that the site I was writing for, you all had, this is a big site. I'm talking when they had maybe probably um, 100,000 people following right. the site. Like, I, was writing, I was writing articles to where I was getting maybe 35,000 views on my articles. Ooh. Like um, over 1,000 comments. 5,000, like that's how big this, this website was. Y'all edit. We sent it out. Y'all said, okay, give us two days to edit this article. Y'all edit this article supposedly. That's what you said you was going to do. And you didn't catch that mistake? <laughs> so I'm still mad at myself, but it told me then, you know what? From here on out, let me start my own. And I promise every writer I get, I will always make sure I edit correctly. But not only that, when they mess up, let them know this is where you messed up. And not just misspelling words but just grammatical errors hey you can't do it like this you have to do this way you know the and goes right here or the comma go but i always make it a point for all my writers they'll tell right. you i've always done that so that was a big motivator right there like i'm like you know I, I can't i'm not allowing anybody to even though i'm writing but yet still i can't trust anybody to handle all any of my writing or anything i do so that also got me to where I was like, yo, I want my own. I want to do this. Man, that's wild, man. Just because you had one letter spin it, and, you know, 
I, I can't believe they did that to you. But I mean, if anything, that's definitely got to be a big motivating factor because it's like, oh, you didn't think enough of what I was doing that you had to, you know, I, I would have been, a little, I probably would have been a little bit ticked. I'm not even going to lie to you. I'd have been a little bit hot about that myself, but I can understand. But mm. with all that being said, you know, you create the three-point conversion and then Mr. Controversy is born. How, how, did, how did you birth Mr. Controversy? How did he come into fruition? That's, these are the questions I need answered. I, how, did, how did we birth Mr. Controversy? Well, you know, see, I feel like, you know, people always tell me, man, you didn't, you didn't got a, you a little nice now. You're not like you used to be. So, <laughs> you're trying to say you got uh, soft. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I won't go to that word. Hey, I wasn't gonna say that. <laughs> but no, man, they were like. Um, so I used, to, you know, I'm the type that every time if I debate or if I'm arguing a point, whatever it is, I'm like very analytical. I'm not, right. and I'm not looking at like I always call it. I'm not, I'm not going to mention the obvious. Everybody goes with the obvious. It's not me. I'm gonna go deeper. You know, I'm gonna say, I'm gonna say the thing that. You don't want to say. I'll say what these other media companies won't say at the time, or just anybody for that matter. Right. And even when I was writing, writing back then, you know, before I did my own, that's when the name birthed. They were, man, you, you so controversial. They kept saying that. I, I was doing my top tens and all. Man, you so controversial. Why you say this? <laughs> you Mr. Controversy. Hmm. Ah, look at that. <laughs> And from there on, I remember I wrote an article, and I was like, and the first, like, first time I used it, the article was called Mr. Controversy, Top 10. And it's <laughs> everybody and so, yeah, man, causing people to get mad and upset. And I can't believe you said <laughs> what? Then they were trying to figure out, I was like, wait a minute. It's like, did you miss me? <laughs> I was just trying to figure <laughs> Right. I don't, I don't want people to think, because you hear the word, I mean, you hear the name. Uh huh. I'm not gonna lie. Even with getting guests, I'm like, uh, I just hope they don't think like, okay, oh, he. Ready I'm about to, to come up here and, and, and destroy and, your life. Right. <laughs> <laughs> it's not that. I'm. I'm not that guy. It doesn't stand for that. It's just the fact that when we're talking about sports, I'm going to create controversy and tell the right. truth. You know, and this is what it is. I'm. I'm. I always say I'm gonna tell the truth and shame the devil. So, I have a, a tendency of you know. When we're debating about sports, maybe rubber some feathers because they don't like to hear the truth. You know? so, <laughs> that's that's just what I am, man. Hey, hey, ain't nothing wrong with that. I mean, you look all the hard work and determination that you have, you know, put together in these last couple of years. And even when we met, I told you, I said I saw you from afar, and I said this guy's got the talent. I mean, you can see it. You can see it. You you knew that this like this guy's got a good head on his shoulders. He knows his stuff, and he's not just playing around. So I, I knew from the beginning. I said, "This guy right here, he's he's got something going on, something special." Now, there's one thing about this guy that I can say that I really don't like, um, and and that's that's kind of me saying out loud because you know I'm I got the man right here in front of me, but he, he already noticed where this is going, and. You know, we know that you're a diehard die Chicago Bears fan. We all know that. But we all know that it's about the team right here. Right here. Wait a minute. Wrong side. Wrong side. It's about the green and gold, baby. Go, Pat, go. I, and I got to ask you this. I mean, you probably had so many moments over the years of Packers, Bears, Packers, Bears, Packers, Bears. But 
for you. Uh, how much does this rivalry mean to you? Uh, I mean, as even as a fan, as a journalist, just w- what does this rivalry mean to you? Man, you know, first of all, I hate the Packers. <laughs> you know, I know my mother told me never to hate and all that. And the old folks used to say in church, you might go to hell. Which, and well, and well, and well, the jokers, but you know, it's a robbery, it's one of those robberies. Like, when y'all, when the Packers have a bad scene, it's great, it's great, but honestly, I hate y'all so much that the hate turns into. I hope y'all just decent enough just so I can hate y'all. Like if y'all, we just, <laughs> like y'all moving. Yeah. but I mean, it's like the Vikings right now, whatever, you know, but with, with the Bears, right. But with, with I mean, with the Packers, man, I, it's, I love to hate y'all. I love to hate, like, <laughs> it's, it's horrible when, especially with the Bears, and I'll admit this now, you know, we went through some years where we, we couldn't beat y'all at all. So, and we went through some struggling years. So if we went in the playoffs. The best part of the playoffs not being in the playoffs is watching the Packers lose. Oh, that, that oh was our, come on, man. Oh, that's hard to hear. That, that, was, <laughs> that, that was our Super Bowl, you know, and but it's a robbery that you look forward to. You it's exciting to watch. And no man, and it's funny because even Except for those years when Brett Favre had Brett Favre, y'all was killing us. But then, like later on, we started competing with the Rodgers years. We competed with y'all. We we would go. It would always be a tough game. It's been some tight ones. That was that's that robbery. You know, it's that respect. It's that um, like I said, it's that love to hate, man. And I actually had a chance to go to a game at Soldier Field. Oh, I hate Rodgers, but that dude. Oh, I hate Rodgers, but. Man, it's it's wild because like, all right. So for me, I guess it's the kind of reverse. I guess I've always had this thing where the Minnesota Vikings and me. It's something about the Minnesota Vikings. I could just ah, ah, ah. I always had. I always said in the division, I was like Minnesota. I hated them. Chicago, mm-hmm. I I respected them because the rivalry was so deep and so long. You know, it's like it just it was such a long historical rivalry. And for me, it was just like you know, if I respect anybody, it's with the Bears. I still hate them, but I respected them more than anything. And Detroit, right. they just didn't matter. Detroit just didn't matter. I mean, they, they're just there just because. When Tampa Bay was in the division, I cared a little bit more about Tampa Bay because it was the Battle of the Bays. But Detroit, they're just there just to fill right. up space. I mean, I don't – Detroit's Detroit. But, uh, yeah, with this rivalry, man, it's always fun because you look at how – the, the battles over the years. And if you look at the record, what is it, 99, 96, and 6? Like yeah, yeah, I mean, it's only, it's only a couple of games apart. That's a rivalry. It's like Duke and North Carolina. They're neck and neck when it comes to everything in the last, what, 50 years or something like that. And it's the same way. So, to me, it's the best rivalry in football. Um, but, you know, that's all good. They, they can say whatever they want, but that's the best rivalry in football. You, you know, I, I, think, I think right now – like at one point, the Baltimore Ravens and the Pittsburgh Steelers—that that rival was crazy. Every game right. came to the last minute, second, whatever, right? Last drive. But the difference was 
between their robber and our robber, like you said, it it's respect behind it also. Right. Just we know what it is. Like I don't know about other teams. I can't say because I'm not a fan of Baltimore or Pittsburgh, whoever else. But it's nothing like Packer Week. Right. You know, after that games that Monday is Packer Week. We about to play. <laughs> You know, I'm getting ready. I, I'm, I'm, my wife wondering what's going on with you. Why are you acting so, you know, calm down? I'm just real, right. just oh, aggressive, and because <laughs> I'm upset. I'm big boy, man. <laughs> oh, man, I already can't wait. Heart beating fast before the game, like. <laughs> but it's the love for it, man. You know, right. and the weird thing is, I have so many friends that are Packers fans, like. But that's the beauty of it, you know. Watching the game in the house and everything, and yeah, man, it's, it's a like I said, I hate the Packers, but it's it's a rivalry that I'm glad I'm a part of. I think we can dis, uh, agree to disagree that uh, that <laughs> that our teams are. Uh, I guess we support our teams hard, heart, and I, I I'll never. I think I'll never root for the Bears. I, I mean, maybe. I mean, you'll never root for the Packers. I don't think. I just think that's the way it is. I mean. It's a respect, but hey, you, you gotta have that hate in there somewhere, just a little bit. <laughs> Can I ask you a question? Yeah. Could you see yourself covering the Bears game? I mean, not the Bears game, covering the Bears? I know you cover the Bears game, but, mm-hmm. but covering the Bears? Like all the time? Ah, yeah. boy. I mean, if I had to, <laughs> I mean, no, if I had to do it, I, I think I could do it. I mean, I think, uh, you know, I've had a chance to cover both the Packers, actually everybody in the division, at least once. I've got a chance to at least cover one game of everybody in the division once. I think I could do it on a day-to-day basis. It would be hard because mentally I would be like, man, these guys, garbage. In my mind, in my mind, I'd be thinking that I will respect them as much as I can, but in my mind, I'd be like, God, I hope they live. <laughs> so, you, so you remember I was just telling y'all that if, I was just telling you that if, like, the reason why I came into media is to be, you know, professional. Right, right, right. You know, that, that's – I'm going to always be like that. Except <laughs> – Man, what was it? Last year, I was praying that you all didn't go to the Super Bowl. Because I said, I don't want to get kicked out. I'm scared. I'm going to say something to Rodgers. So, Rodgers – especially if y'all lose, Rodgers. So, the fact that you lost – this is your second time, but you lost. I mean, they call you the greatest, but you – you only won one Super Bowl. Oh, my goodness. <laughs> that would have been wild, man. I would have been like, oh, no. Oh, no. <laughs> um, but, no, but for real, I, I mean, like I said, because I respect the rivalry so much, I've talked to a, a few Packers fans, um, mm-hmm. Packers players, you know, um, um, Robinson, uh, what's his first name? David first Robinson. First black linebacker? Yeah, David Robinson. Yeah, um, Robinson, I've talked to um, – um, that um, was it? Zadarius. 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 Yeah. James Jones, and every one of them, I told them I hate y'all. I hate the Packers, and they laugh and They they respected it, and they've been. <laughs> when I've asked them about that rivalry, the first thing they say is, "Man, there's nothing but respect." James Jones told me, "When it comes as bear week, he called bear week. I didn't even know that." He said, "When it comes to bear week, he said it's a different feeling. Everybody's serious." There's no joking around. There's no playing around. 
Zadarius say the same thing. So, like you said, it's that respect for each other, man. So, um, you know, I love it. Yeah, maybe one day I'll give you a chance to talk to a Bears uh, player and, and say that to him uh, live. The only person I got close to doing that to, and it wasn't even a Bears, but it was uh, Eli Manning. I met Eli mm-hmm. Manning back in 2014. And, you know, by that time, Green Bay had lost to the Giants twice uh-huh. uh, in, in situations, uh, NFC playoff games. And I told him I, I dislike him a lot. I told him, I said, you know, I, I had my <laughs> Packers book bag on and I turned around and I went like this and said, I don't care how many times you beat you, but it's all about the green and gold. He started laughing and he walked out the door, waved and gave me a fist pound. I was like, no, nah, bro. I almost wanted to wash my hand after that, but I let it go. <laughs> I let it, I let it go. <laughs> hey, that's what it is. Though. You got to let it go. <laughs> now, everybody, it is time for one of my favorite segments in the show. Quick ones. Quick ones, quick ones, quick ones. Ready. Yes, I hope, I look now. I'm, I hope I've, I've been able to, uh, I call, catch people with the, the, the gaze in the air. Whenever they had the gaze in the air to think about it, everybody said, well, I'm good, man. I got it. I'm, let's see if we can catch you with the gaze in the air or you. <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> that's me. Like, you ask me just a regular question you eat. <laughs> but, uh, man, I got to look at everything. So. <laughs> All right. So here we go. First one on quick ones. Your favorite sports moment was Michael Jordan hitting game six in the 1998 finals, man. That was, as far as you mean watching, right? Or Oh, just in general. I mean, it, whatever, just your favorite yeah, sports moment. That's, that's my famous and favorite moment right there. Never forget it. Okay. All right. Good start. Good start. What about your worst sports moment? So, <laughs> Believe it or not, this is the time I first time I really questioned God. Oh no! Oh no! Bears is playing Denver Broncos. I'm sorry, I'm just making it real quick. Playing the Denver Broncos year when Tebow was winning, and uh-huh. we played. I'm like, man, we're gonna beat them. This is Tebow. What? Uh-huh. He ain't played our defense. And sure enough, we had a game one. I remember that game. Um, <laughs> we fumbled. Um, Mar- Marion Barber fumbled. We had a lead, had a run for a touchdown. He fumbled. Denver got the ball back. I don't know how in the world Tebow took it, took it to the house, took it all the way down, got the winning field goal. And overtime, we had the lead. We had it. And uh, we, no, no, I'm sorry, before overtime, we was running the game out. And Marion Barber, all he had to do was get tackled and bounds. And he ran out of bounds, stopped the clock. Which gave them a chance, and yeah, I was devastated. I almost cried. That that was the worst feeling ever. I don't know why, but Tebow not that good. But <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's a good one. All right, next one. Tell me the thing that you were told that you cannot achieve in media, but you have achieved. <laughs> Going to NFL games. I mean, covering NFL games. Covering NBA games, major league <laughs> baseball. As soon as I stepped in, they said, oh, they don't like independent. And then you're black also, they don't like independent black companies. You won't do it. Trust me. First thing I said was, well, I'm going to break this code. Watch. Right. Makes you mad when you hear it, don't you? Because it makes me mad every time I hear it. I'll be like, no, nah, bro. No, not at all. <laughs> all right. Last one. Worst song that you've ever heard? 
<laughs> That's a good yes, one. Yes, I knew I was gonna get it. <laughs> one popped in my head. One popped in my head, but I'm like, it might be another one. The worst song ever. Probably the Usher song when he was singing real high. Um, it was. It's a slow song. I don't know the name of it, but the whole song he sang. He he was singing in false in falsetto. Uh, what's the name of that song? It's I so bad. He's like, it's so bad. <laughs> I can't remember that song, but I'm pretty sure people know. It's it's, but he sang the whole song in false falsetto, like real high. It was, oh my god, it's just horrible. <laughs> yeah, All right, my ear, I that song. All right, I'm gonna give you mine. So my worst song that I've ever heard, and I know it's super popular, but you actually talked about it on a recent episode with you and um you and Danny Thompson doing your top tens. And that's um, my neck and my back. Yeah, it's the worst song I've ever heard by far. It is the worst. First of all, first of all, the song, I mean, you listen to it. The beat is actually fire. I'm going to give them that much credit. When you hear the beat, you're like, okay, beat's all right. But then the rest of the song, the lyrics are trash. The video is trash. She's on a, like, a, she's sitting on a, a washing machine grinding with some dude. And I was like, what are you doing? And it's like that a weird cookout. Hey, it's, that is the worst song, in my opinion, that I've ever heard. And every time I hear it, I'm like, it's definitely the number one. It's got to be the worst song ever. Yeah. In my opinion. I don't know how that song. <laughs> it was like a top 10 hit for like, it's, it's horrible. Look, you go out, you go out, they play that in the clubs, whatever. First thing, everybody, gonna, all the women going to get up. Oh! Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's my jam. Like, bro, get out of here with that. Hey, here we are. Like, man, I hate that song, but here we are getting that right with him, too. Like, yeah, I mean, I mean, what you got to? You all... <laughs> yeah, man. All right, everybody. That was quick ones. We're going to find out what that uh, Usher song with the falsetto is. We're going we gonna to find I out. I can't think of the name of it, but it's, he, uh, it's just, I can't think of it. Uh, it's, but, it but you know it's bad. That's all it knows. It's like, it's bad. Horrible. Same false uh like you'll see the comments, they'll be like, oh, I know what he's talking about. But yeah, yeah, I hate that song. <laughs> All right, everybody. That was quick ones. <laughs> the controversy edition. And and Raphael, once again, man, I truly appreciate you uh coming on, man. It has been a lot of fun, uh, very insightful uh interview to be able to get inside of the mind of one of the guys who has truly started there from the bottom and and are just continuing to climb to the top. So once again, truly appreciate you coming on. And now we're going to finish it up, of course. I got to ask you, man, you got any projects coming up? Uh, anything that we, that we can look forward to? Or, you know, I understand if you got to keep it on the hush. <laughs> well, you know, um, man, honestly, we just grinding. We just keeping it up, man. We doing what we do, you know. So radio show, the Three Point Conversion Sports Lounge, every Saturday morning at 10 a.m. to 12 p.m. And that's um, locally in Atlanta, 1100 a.m. WWE. You can listen to it on iHeartRadio Live. You go to 1100 WWE, or you can listen to the podcast later on on a three-point conversion podcast on iHeartRadio. So, um, well, tune in radio, radio now as well. Um, got the website, the threepointconversion.com. Also, um, so, you know how you do your one-on-ones, right? Right, right, right. 
we we've been doing it. You know, I, I started maybe four or five weeks ago. Right. I hadn't came up with a name with it yet. Uh, it just started happening. Like it was weird. I I didn't ask for it. Just somebody, you know, hey, you want to talk to Marshall? You want to talk to Holyfield? Whatever. So um so each week we've been doing that. Um, we got something good. Next um tomorrow coming up um live. So um I'll have more details on that. Also um. And just keep up with the articles, man, social media, YouTube. You know, we always have the the um, interviews, and we, we got the um, insight on every sport. That's how we do. And, you know, and, hey, man, I just appreciate all the support. Always, man. I mean, always. I mean, it's it's always a pleasure. I mean, I've had a chance to get on there in and, 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 and battlegrounds. For those who don't know, if you want to – if you think you are a – sports-minded person and you said man i know everything about sports okay okay go ahead and try your a luck at battlegrounds i'm gonna tell you what i feel like i'm a very smart man when it comes to sports and i think i know a lot about sports but i promise you i promise you you'll be stumped at least once i don't care how good you are so somebody it my man rafael is gonna make sure that you get stumped just just at least one time <laughs> So, I mean, I've had a great experience on it. So, but y'all make sure y'all check that. A lot of great things on uh, the three uh, Point Convergence Sports Lounge. Now, Raphael, before we go, legacy, my friend. You know, when it's all said and done and, you know, you, you, know, you slide the mic to the side and, you, you know, the, the three-point jersey, the three-point conversion jersey goes into the Raptors, what is going to be the legacy of Raphael Haynes and the three-point conversion? What type of legacy do you want to leave, my friend? Well – just for the three-point conversion, just a company that did it the right way. You know, we help people, and I'm talking about as far as getting them on the jobs or help them along their way. Right. But they respect us because we did it the right way. We were professional. Um, we, we, we didn't come cocky. We, we, we did it, and, and we really do this for the people. We do this for, for y'all. Like I said, I'm, I'm a sports fan myself. You know, and always will be a sports fan. So I know what I want in the sports media company. So I just want everybody to know, hey, when I think of the three-point conversion, man, just, they, they just, um, I respect them. Just respect. We only give us respect. And they know that we want we want to do it the right way. And we've done it the right way. As for Raphael, just, just that person where, you know, you're going to get the truth genuine but but most of all you know everything i do is i'm dedicated you know what i'm saying i do it with dedication and do it with heart so that, that's that's what i want i you you don't have to like me you don't have to think my work is great but as long as you say man when he put his mind to it, whatever he put on it he put his hand on it it was that he was always dedicated and he did it with heart. And that, that's that's what I want people to remember my legacy as. I know my legacy as. Ladies and gentlemen. Oh, and, and and also one more part to know that uh, you know, Mandarella, cool. Even though we hate each other's team, I think yeah. that's part of. I mean, that's. I mean, we could we can still be cordial. <laughs> we still can be cordial, even though we hate each other's teams. Like that. I like the guy. He's a pretty good guy, you know. Like, bad no choice of team, little bad choice of team, phenomenal guy. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> don't think I'm a Bears fan. That's 
that's it too. That's the other part. That's, <laughs> yeah. I want my casket. My wife asked me, what do you want in, on your casket? Like, I don't, I'm the type, I don't care. Bury me, ashes, I don't care. But whatever you want to do. But if y'all do have a funeral, I want a Chicago Bears casket. That's going to be fire. <laughs> I thought about the same thing. I was like, I've always been a green and gold guy. You know, my um, my hometown team colors are green and gold uh, in, in um, Amelia County. And I was like, dang, green and gold is everything to me. I, I wear green and gold even when it looked tacky. But <laughs> I still still rocking green and gold in some way. And somehow, ladies and gentlemen, I, I want to thank Raphael Haynes for coming on here, the three-point conversion. Um, before I get off there, I do got to send a shout-out to a wonderful, wonderful woman uh, who's uh, been going back and forth battling ovarian cancer over the last couple of years. She's beating it. You know, she's, you know, she's been always uh, in the hunt. So if you want an opportunity to support her, um, my friend Robin Gary has uh, brought some shirts uh, supporting her uh, cause in case for ovarian cancer, uh, you know, to, to fight ovarian cancer and to keep it away uh, from her. And Miss uh, Kim Swearingen, we truly, truly care about you. We truly uh, pray for you and that everything will, uh, will go well. And just know that the Legacy Maker Sports Network, um, we have your back and we are praying for the best. I'm Darrell Owens, Legacy Maker Sports Network. That's my man, Raphael Haynes of the Three Point Conversion. Thank you all for tuning in. We'll see y'all for episode 10. We'll have Mr. Michael Bish of Netflix Life, formerly of Fox Sports uh, as a journalist. We'll have him on next. Thank you all for tuning in. Until next time. One, one. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to the one-on-one. When it comes to ratings, man, we number one. I get the truth, then I give them the scoop. If anybody got a question, I give them the proof. Welcome to one-on-one at Legacy Lake Sports Network.